Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. This afternoon, Peggy Douglas, Aunt Mary's niece, and Nicholas Doran, the young writer from Hollywood, had gone for a walk in the snow. It hadn't been too much of a success since Nicholas had been in a rather unhappy frame of mind. Nick's mood of depression had prompted Peggy to ask him, quite simply, if he were in love with her. For Peggy had gathered from Aunt Mary that possibly this had been the reason for Nicholas wanting to postpone their marriage. Knowing as he did that Peggy herself had no emotional feelings toward him, but considered him merely a very good and dear friend. Nicholas, however, had evaded Peggy's question. Finally, the two young people had decided to go in town for dinner. When they arrived at the Brown Palace Hotel, Nicholas went to his room to freshen up. Now, as Peggy waits for him in the lobby of the hotel, a tall, attractive man comes through the door, which opens on the little cocktail lounge adjoining the lobby. Glancing across, he sees Peggy, who looks up at the same moment. With an expression of pleased recognition, Paul Cromwell, who has just said goodbye to Kit Mead, comes over to greet Aunt Mary's niece. Peggy Douglas. Hello, Paul. I thought it was you, and then I said to myself, it just couldn't be. Well, I hope I haven't aged so much that my old friends don't recognize me. Oh, no. Just that I didn't expect to see you here in Wakefield. Well, I had a yearning to see a lot of nice, empty space around me, so I you came, came to Wakefield. You came to Wakefield. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, I can understand that. We specialize in lots of nice, empty space. Uh, very restful stuff. Uh, baseball or empty? Oh, both. <laughs> Chicago, especially during this season, is a bit on the hurly-burly side, you know. Yes, it is. Well, Peggy, you're looking very lovely. In fact, you've become quite beautiful. Oh, Paul, don't flatter me. You might turn my head. No, I mean it. And you've grown up a lot, too. Have I really? Yes, you're, well, more sophisticated somehow. It becomes you, too. That's right. You like sophisticated women, don't you, Paul? Well, a touch of sophistication gives a woman that extra something, perhaps. But not too much, Peggy. You're just right now. Your simplicity is a very charming trait. Mm. You know, I've thought of you very often in this last year. You have? I'm surprised, Paul. Oh, really? I, I wondered how you were. Hoped you were getting along well. Well, that's nice of you, Paul. To tell you the truth, I've thought of you sometimes, too. So many things have changed since that summer we were all here together. Yes, you and Bill. And you and Kit. <laughs> Funny how things get turned around, isn't it? It certainly is. Peggy, forgive me for... Well, I mean, I don't want to be impertinent, but... Yes, Paul? I think you know what I'm driving at. Perhaps I do. You're wondering how I survived Bill Mead marrying Kit. Is that it, Paul? Well, frankly, yes. I hope you don't mind. No, me. Paul. It's very natural that you'd wonder. After all, you know the way I felt about Bill. You were there. Yes, I certainly was. Much good it did me, too. Well, believe me, Paul, it wasn't a very pleasant period for me. Naturally, I was unhappy, but... Everything's much better now. I'm glad. That's what I hoped you'd say. Because now it looks as if things may straighten out at long last for everyone. I don't think I understand. Well, Peggy, you've been frank with me. I might as well be frank with you. 
All right, Paul, if you feel you want to be. I do. Somehow, it seems very natural, talking things over with you. It reminds me of old times. Yes. You remember how we used to try to give each other moral support when things got to looking grim? I certainly do. Well, it's funny how time changes things. That all seems such a long time ago now. At first, when Bill married Kid, I was pretty bitter. But now, well, you get used to things, I guess. Have you become used to things, Peggy? Yes, I think I have, Paul. You just can't go on suffering indefinitely. All of a sudden, almost, your, your perspective changes. You see things differently. Well, perhaps you're lucky, then. But, Paul, surely you're not still... I mean, isn't that pretty much what's happened to you in all this time since you and Kit and, and Bill and I were all together that summer? Well, Peggy, perhaps it's different with me. <laughs> perhaps I'm not as pliable as you are. Don't bounce back as quickly. Old age setting in, maybe. No, I'm sorry to report that I haven't changed since then. Oh. That's too bad, Paul. Oh, I'm not weeping on your shoulder, my dear. I'm not that far gone. In fact, I have nothing to weep about at the moment. You see, that's the reason I came to Wakefield. The reason, Paul? Now I know I don't understand. Well, I mean, I did have a purpose in coming to Wakefield this trip. Yes, I suppose you did. I imagine a lot of people would be surprised to know why I'm here. But you shouldn't be. I came to see Kit. Oh. Kit and I had some very important things to talk over. You can probably guess what they were. You've been here. You know what's been happening. Yes, So but... I should think you wouldn't be too surprised. Well, Pa, I'm still not sure I know what you're getting at. Peggy, uh, have you seen much of Bill lately? Why, yes, I see him occasionally. How's he taking it? Well, Paul, he's very much concerned, as you'd expect. After yes, all... Yes, I imagine this business has been pretty tough on him. It has. Well, I wouldn't worry about it. Well, it's not my concern to worry about it, I know, but Bill and I... Well, I mean, I can't help feeling sorry for him. Oh, yes, of course. But as I told Kit, I'm sure he'll feel quite all right before long. Bill's not one to go off the deep end. He isn't? No, I'm sure he'll feel quite like his old self within a month or two. I hope so. Oh, he will, Peggy, believe me. He must realize by now that his marriage to Kit was a blunder from the beginning. He may not want to admit it, but... Not want to admit? But, Paul, he's admitted very clearly that the marriage wasn't... I mean, that he and Kit weren't seated. Oh, no, Peggy, you're wrong. Kit said Well, that... I don't know what Kit may have said, but I've talked to Bill. But, Peggy, if Bill's not satisfied with the marriage, why would he object to a divorce? Did Kit tell you that? Yes. Paul, Bill doesn't object. There's something awfully peculiar about all this. Oh, I wouldn't say that exactly. It's pretty logical, isn't it? That Kit wants Bill... Wants to keep them? Now, wait a minute, Peggy. I seem to be just a wee bit confused. Or else you are. Well, I'm not. But it's not so surprising that you are. Oh, it is sort of a mess, but 
If you talk to Kid, I should think she would have explained how things are. Yes. Well, you know how Kit is. She can say so much sometimes and still not reveal anything. Still, I... Peggy, if you can make things clear for me, I'd, I'd appreciate it. As it is, frankly, I am confused. But, Paul, when you talked to Kit, didn't she tell you about the divorce? How Bill felt about it? Yes, of course she did. It's just that I didn't get the details straight, I'm afraid. Oh. Well, perhaps I shouldn't say this. It's just an idea of mine, but I think it might make you understand. Sure, go ahead. Of course, it's none of my business, but you can't help forming an opinion. Oh, of course not, and you can trust me. Please tell me what your idea is. Well, sometimes I've wondered. I've thought that perhaps Kit's main fear, much stronger than any love she may have for Bill or even for her child, is a fear of, of losing, of being defeated. Heaven knows she has colossal pride. That's it, Paul. And I think that's what drives her. You may be right, but I don't quite make the connection. Well, it's just this, Paul. Kit would rather hang on to Bill, even if he doesn't want her, than sacrifice her pride by being defeated entirely. So that's probably why she's refused to give Bill the divorce. Why she intends to fight it. Intends to fight it? You don't really think she intends to do that. But of course she does. That's what I'm talking about. Everybody knows that. I thought you knew that much of a story, at least. Mm -hmm. Peggy, uh, I'm awfully glad I ran into you today. Peggy Douglas looked up at Paul Cromwell in bewilderment. She couldn't imagine why her words had affected him so strangely. But Paul was staring at her with the blank look of a person who had just had a tremendous shock. <laughs> 